You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast, episode 25. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies that work, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. It is awesome to have you here. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Suzanne Chadwick, your host, and I love that you join me every week. Uh, Today, I'm speaking with Christy Lawrence, who is the founder of Plan, which is an Instagram, well, it has been an Instagram scheduling tool, but it is moving to an Instagram suite with all of the things that she's doing. I absolutely loved this chat. Um, It was so fun and I find it amazing that somebody who with zero experience in app building uh, has been able to create something so successful with over 500,000 users. So this interview is all about building an app, building a global brand, some of the challenges that she had uh, and some of the experiences that she had along the way and the lessons that she learned too. So I really hope that you enjoy it. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would love you to subscribe as well as leave a review over on iTunes. It helps other listeners to find us. And obviously that's exactly what we want. So if you could do that, that would be fantastic. But without further ado, let's dive into this week's podcast episode all about building a global brand. Christy, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me, Sue. Oh, pleasure. We've been trying to do this for a little while, but you have been gallivanting all <laughs> over the world. So I was trying to work it out this morning. I think we've been trying to do a podcast together for, I think, 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got there in the end because, I mean, you have had so much going on, which has been and super you. exciting to watch. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> so let's, for those who don't know about PLAN, why don't you give us a little bit of background on what the app is and <laughs> how long you've been going? Sure. So uh, Plan is an Instagram suite, basically. It's everything you need to build, manage and grow and create content specifically for Instagram. So I had the idea probably about two and a half years ago and then launched it into the app store. Just like, oh, yeah, there's two million apps in the app store. Can't be that hard. <laughs> oh, I was wrong. Um, but since then, uh, we've grown into uh, just over 500,000 downloads. We're in 120 countries. Uh, we're listed in the top 1,200 grossing apps in the world now. Um, and that's been like literally in 18 months. My life is just like completely upside down. So it's it's been so amazing and so scary. And I don't know yet if I'm stupid or brave. <laughs> I'm going to go with brave. For sure. Because... The crazy thing is I say this, right, but in the land of startups, um, it's so different and you you can't be complacent and anything can be taken away with you from a second. So you're always kind of a little bit on edge and watching what other people are doing. So like I say that and I hear myself say it and it's like, oh, wow, that sounds really amazing. But if you see me in the day today, I'm like, oh, uh." (laughs) just keep going. Yeah, but I love that. So, I mean, let's go back kind of that two, two and a half years. What made you start it? Like, where did the idea come from? Why did you decide to go down this path? 
So I was working in corporate marketing and advertising and I was flooding everyone's TVs with TV commercials and billboards and things for IAG, which is insurance. Mm -hmm. But in my heart, I'm a creative. So I was at home drawing and illustrating and basically selling my commission work on Instagram. And that started to really take off. Um, And I did feel that in my day job, I wasn't as creative as I'd like to be. And then this random thing happened where I got the flu and I woke up one morning and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm in a video game and everything's spinning and I can't really see. And it was really scary. And the next day it got worse. And I was like, what on earth is this? And I found out that I'd got the flu, but instead of it going into my body and you know, giving me the shakes and the jitters, it had gone into my brain and completely destroyed my vestibular function. So I had no vision, no balance. Um, so if you can imagine drinking wow. like bottles of wine and the spinning, but plus being on a jumpy castle, I just, I was a complete wreck. So I had this kind of epiphany of like, all right, I've always wanted my own business. I'm using Instagram a lot. I've kind of got this idea that I want to build for tech and now I can't work my day job. So let's go. And it kind of kept me sane, to be honest. I was going a bit insane at home. It was about a two year recovery. Yeah. And having something to focus on because I have to lie on the ground to try and tell my body you're okay, you're supported, you're in space to try and stop the panic attacks that it was having from not knowing what on earth was happening. Wow. So like, no shopping malls, no public transport, couldn't do cafes and restaurants and brain scans. And I'm good now, but the doctors at the time were telling me, oh, you know what, Christy, you're just going to have to monitor and manage now because this is your life. And I was like, no, I refuse. So it's kind of been, yeah, anyway, that's where the idea came Wow, okay. Out of necessity and something I wanted for myself. So I think the best ideas come from weird and wacky places and challenges trying to solve for yourself. Yeah. Now, obviously, you had not built an app before you decided to build an app, which is, you know, which is is not an unusual story, I guess. But, I mean, what was the process? Like, how did you work out what you needed to do in order to build this app? I think had I have known how hard it was, I probably would have stopped like... I think everybody says that, though. If I had known, I probably wouldn't have done it, but... I don't know. Yeah. So what happened with me is that I had had some experience in digital agencies and I'd seen the wireframe process. So it was like, okay, so that screen goes to that screen and the flow and these are the buttons. And so I did my wireframes lying on the floor and jumped on Upwork and sent it out to a whole bunch of international app people and said, what do you guys think? How much would this cost? Can you scope this out? And each of them came back with like, well, this is missing this and this is missing this. And I was like, great, there's my next iteration. So then I'd go back to the drawing board and do the wireframes again. And then over and over and over until I actually got a real quote of a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh no. So that's kind of where the, the, how I did it. So basically watching YouTube until my eyes popped out of my head and trying to research how angry birds was made and, you know, just literally Google. Amazing. There's nothing you can't teach yourself now. Absolutely. I was saying to somebody the other day, you can learn anything you need in life and business on YouTube. I preach. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And so what were some of the lessons that you learned? So you've jumped into building this app. You're trying to teach yourself. You're reaching out to people on Upworks, obviously developers. And so how did you find the right developer that was going to give you what you needed? It's really tricky because as a non-technical founder, trying to hire a technical person. Yeah. Obviously that's on stewards now that we've grown. But at the beginning, it was very tough and I had to rely heavily on my own network. So I never chose somebody based on 
you know, the reviews on their website or anything like that. It was literally trawling my own personal network and getting referrals. So that was how I did mine. Okay, fantastic. And so for somebody else who is looking to build an app, do you think that that's the best way to go is to, is to ask around for people that you know? I would say yes, because you don't know what you don't know. And there's a lot of people now that hire me as a consultant to be on calls with developers now that I know what I know. And I see the sales process of app agencies where they are, you know, the shop front, but they're really outsourcing it anyway, but you're paying for the agency rate. Anyway, so there's a lot of things that I've learned in the process. So yes, I would always say uh, if you have absolutely no idea what you're doing, uh, grab a mentor or somebody that, has done it before or has some technical knowledge that will probably save you a lot of money and heartache and bottles of tears. And, uh, yeah, so I would definitely recommend, I wouldn't just Google someone build my app. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, now I think that there are so many more resources available to people too, but I do think that asking or working with somebody who's been through it before is definitely going to fast track your ability to be successful and get things up and running a lot quicker. There's so many elements in there. Like if you, for me, for example, I'm bootstrapped. So the bootstrap means I've completely self-funded my app myself. So I've been quite resourceful in how my dollars have been spent. But for example, the different route I could have taken was pitching for investment and say someone giving me two or $300,000 to build my idea out and, and provide equity in my business. And that could have paid for a big agency and taken a lot of that CTO work. So I still act as CTO even now. And yeah, so I might not have had to have had that job. Yeah. So there's a few different ways to look at building a tech company. Yeah. And so what made you decide to go the bootstrap route as opposed to the investor? Well, when I first started, I didn't even know what investment was. <laughs> so for me, it was a, like, okay, well, I'm a female non-technical founder. I, I don't have a CTO. I have an offshore developer team. I've never worked in a startup before and I really don't know what I'm doing. So had I pitched that to an investor? Yeah. I probably don't think I would have had another choice. <laughs> yeah, not a solid business plan at that point. Yeah. No, no. So I was just like, you know what? And then when after a few months, uh, plans started to actually do quite well after launch and there were still heaps of bugs and I'm still trying to work it out. Um, I thought about getting investment and I thought, well, you know, this is a startup journey. Maybe I should have a look at what this looks like. And I taught myself how to pitch and I went to night school and met some really great mentors. And then they introduced me to a few, maybe three or four angels. And I just kind of went, okay, let's, let's give this a go. As a founder, it's something I need to know how to do. And one of them said to me, well, what's Instagram? And then another one would say like, no, you can't have Shock horror. <laughs> I wanted, I was like, your floor. Um, but you can't, I was like, Christy, keep it together. And then you just realize that, if you can't find your people, you're basically marrying getting to bed with these people that invest in your company. Like yeah. they want input, they might be on your board. And I just kept realizing the more people that I met, I mean, I only met a couple, but the amount of time it takes to put a projection together and get your numbers sorted out and, you know, prepare for the meeting and things like that. I felt for myself, I was like, you know what? If I put my head down and I really work, I think I will be okay. And so I just backed myself 100% and just went for it. 
I love that. I absolutely yeah. <laughs> love that. Because I do think sometimes we look at other people and we feel like there's a specific route that we need to take or we need yeah. to follow a certain rule of thumb. But really, if you know what it is that you want to do, I think a lot of times we do just need to back ourselves and kind of go with your gut and say, I know it looks different and it may not be, you know, the standard route that people take, but yeah. it can absolutely work for you. It was, it's been a bit crazy like people ask me now like do you do you regret it and I can't I, I can't say that I do like I don't regret it at all no but I think that in the moment I think that you've got to make the decisions that are right for you and your business yeah. now you obviously when you started had a different name for the yes, business so let's maybe talk a little bit about that because that is part of growing pains and starting oh, yeah. up and and learning as you go so let's talk how did that all come about and what happened well, there when I was first thinking okay well dragging and dropping an Instagram grid to be able to tell a story and Instagram was just starting to get really into influencer marketing. I was like, what's a really catchy name? And then I just suddenly was like, let's have Plan Your Gram. This makes total sense. <laughs> and so I launched with Plan Your Gram. And then I think a week after I launched, like literally within a week or two, it was crazy. Instagram decided to trademark Insta and Gram. Wow. So, yeah. So if you had a product that was using their API, your product and your website and your socials because you have to go through an approval process. Mm. If you use the word Insta or Graham in your name, you would completely deny access. I was like, oh my God, it's only been a week. Are you serious? So then I had to try and find a new name. I had to redesign our website, the at elements, get new URLs, change the social handles, change all the branding. Um, it's like 50 screens inside the app and I had a week to do it all. I was like, this is insanity. Like up all night. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> so, but then I think about, like, I actually love the word plan now. Like, I... Yeah, I, it's very simple. It's very simple. It's very cheek. And then it's actually, because of my mind and I'm quite visionary, I'm really actually excited about it because I'm now not Graham, not Instagram focused. I can now branch out and do, in my future, in my, you know, five-year plan, I've got so many things I want to do and they're not all Instagram. So it's actually, I'm so happy that we did it. Amazing. Yeah. And I mean, you did your agility because I remember when that happened and uh, <laughs> you did turn that around in record time, which was amazing. I think there was a think, I think 250 things we had to change in the yeah. space of seven days. And I was the designer and CTO and website person. I was like, oh, what are we? I'm going to photo of that time of me with my just face in my laptop, like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But maybe it was a blessing in disguise because now you do have the scope to be able to do other things, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, some people do ask you, why have you decided to build an entire business on somebody else's platform? Oh, now, daily question. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your answer to that? Are you ever worried about, about what they're going to do, how it's going to impact you? Well, they do obviously impact me because yes. the thing is they don't they don't tell me. I mean, I've got approval to use the APIs and things, but I'll give you an example. And that's that recent security scandal that Instagram had and Facebook had. Sorry, so obviously the two together. Yeah. And the security thing happened, so they decided to tighten down a lot of their security. So even if you're a partner, you don't get told what they're doing. I've got a, you know, an entire university campus full of developers, and we're you know in other office going crazy. And suddenly something in the app breaks and like, what is going on? And you've got to trawl through what's broken, listen to customer complaints and be like, okay, so they're pointing at that and they're pointing at that and they're pointing at that. And then you've just got to have 
everyone, all hands on deck, testing the app to see what's broken and then go through the code to figure it out. Like it's not an easy thing. To Isn't do. that insane though? You would think it would just be standard for them to have general updates on changes to the apps for their partners. Nope. <laughs> that would be far too easy Instagram. Yeah. Way too easy for that. So in my head, I'm like, okay, so my whole team, we are happy with change. We adapt really quickly and we just understand that that's what social media is. So am I worried about it? No, it's just part of the business. And I mean, we have 500,000 people that rely on us to use, to help them with Instagram right now. So am I worried? No, because of, because of the mindset I have of the agility and things. So if something changed, I mean, we just adapt and we help. So we just listen to the user and be like, okay, so what do you need help with now? And they've changed that. So what can we help you with now? And we do a lot of work with our users. So just before I talked to you, so we were having a chat with a team member and a user in America beta testing one of our new auto posting features coming mm-hmm. in soon. So we're just waiting for Facebook to announce a few things before we can then submit that to Facebook and then Instagram and then Apple. <laughs> All of the people. All of the people. So it's a lot of listening work. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Amazing. And so what do you feel has been the biggest turning point in your business? Like, is there anything that you kind of feel like there was a day where something big happened and it's really, um, I guess, shifted the way that you do business or I guess the, the gravitas of the, the app itself and the exposure? Um, it was such an organic growth thing, but it all happened so quickly that it, it was, it's really hard to put my finger on it. So a lot of people are talking about influence and marketing, but I think the best thing that happened for us when we realized that we were spending $0 on marketing, we weren't spending any money on ads marketing for a year. And we'd had over 250,000 downloads. We had Incel magazine with 2.5 million followers talking about us with no paid spend. Like that's a, that's a couple of thousand dollars for an influencer post, but we weren't having to pay for anything. It was just being done for us. And I think the magnitude of that and, I think we ended up with 3,000 backlinks really quickly with people pointing to our website. And we're like, we, this is amazing. So we started putting kits together of like, okay, well, if you want to talk about us and talk about how you plan your feed and, uh, and, and how you're growing and building your business, let us help you. So we just started pushing out content to people to say, here's some beautiful res- high res images for you to use on your blog. Here's the link backs. And um, I think for me that just that organic chatter online about people wanting and supporting the platform. I think that for me was when I was like, okay. And then when I worked myself into an ambulance with so much work, I was like, okay, maybe I can't do it all. (laughs) (laughs) And that was another turning point of it. Okay. It's time to hire staff now. Yeah, absolutely. Just to go back to that, because I think that's pretty amazing to build a global brand without any spend. Mm. Like, what do you think it was that, people really connected with because I think I messaged you because I saw Jenna Kutcher who Mm. has obviously got a massive Instagram uh, following. She blogged about you or she mentioned you and I was just like, oh my gosh, didn't you see that? Um, Yeah, which is incredible. So what do you think it is that people really resonated with? Like why why was it planned and not something else? Um, I think it's knowing your audience and it might've been a little bit strategic behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) So the way that I looked at it was okay. If I really understand my people, they social media probably gives them a little bit of anxiety. And if they are using my product, they're probably going to be screenshotting what they're designing and sending it to their friends asking, does it look okay? 
So going against all your IUX rules, I put my logo in the front and center of the workspace, knowing that when people screenshot and sent the artwork into the world, it would have my logo and their business name. So ineffectively, we're advertising mine. So that was one piece of virality I built into the product without really thinking much of it. Love it. Um, so there was that sneaky thing. And then our coloring is like, I, I love the, the holiday feel that the planned coloring brings. Uh, and then to differentiate ourselves. So most tech products, they're not very, dare I say, human. So yeah. they're not very human. So you talk to a business and you get this you know, auto response or something. But I was like, I am not doing that. I refuse to do that. We're going to care about our people. So when I train our customer support team or anyone, actually literally anyone in the team, we all have quirky senses of humor and we have to be quite creative. So if somebody writes to us and says, you know, something might not be working as well, we'll be, we'll respond back. And instead of saying, I'm sorry, you're having trouble. It's like, oh, that's flipping annoying, isn't it? So it's that <laughs> real human, like we're chat and, you know, we're dipping in honey and like, I'm so excited. So we've created this voice and given the platform this really fun instant kind of the social media world uplifting fun personality and I think that is how we've managed to differentiate ourselves a little bit from other brands and I think what I really liked about the app as well is is it swipe up or swipe to the side if you want to ask a question or if you need help Just give it a shake shake it was a shake and it's a I... rage shake it's a rage <laughs> shake I'm so frustrated and then it goes oh okay talk to us which I thought was amazing like I remember seeing that I think you did like an explainer video it was quite yeah. some time ago um, about how to use the app and, and the shake was in it. And I just thought that was ingenious. Was like, yeah. That's, so it was me. Awesome. I was like, okay, well, what do you do when you're annoyed? You're like, oh, so as soon as you do anything like that, it just pops up and says, would you like to chat to us? That's so good. And I do think that is really thinking about <laughs> the human experience. It's yeah. like, what are my customers going through and what do they do in the moment of frustration? Um, because with a lot of apps or just with a lot of sites in general, you've got to go looking, contact us support at and it's such a tedious process so I just think you know when people are on their phones that's what they're using all the time that's such a great way to connect with yeah. them yeah and the best thing so it's actually it's another tool that we use to do that but they they're amazing as well so we are able to when you do shake in and send through a message you can send through screenshots you can draw on the screen you can send us recordings or even like voice recordings to chat so it it has been you know, very human to, yeah being able to talk to people on the platform that they prefer is the best thing. So if say, for example, someone messages us on Instagram, unless it's something really technical, we'll be able to answer it then and there on the spot in the DMs. Yeah. Amazing. I think that that's so awesome. Now you did obviously just mention that there was a point in time when you decided that it could not just be you with 500,000 <laughs> users, <laughs> yes. which I think is probably a smart thing. Yeah. 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 I like um, <laughs> Sanity, <laughs> health. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Now you've brought your hubby and you've brought Michaela into the business. Now we interviewed Michaela on the podcast. I think she was like our third guest. I will make sure I put the link. Um, we were talking about Instagram for businesses and um, yeah, she's amazing. She's awesome. Uh, so I'll put that link in the show notes, but talk to me about the process of bringing both of them into the business. Uh, so Michaela, I think was first. So I knew Michaela before I even launched the app. So we met in Facebook groups. Obviously as you're building a business, you're also chatting. One of my marketing strategies was being inside Facebook groups and 
wasn't really a strategy. I just wanted to make friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think people forget that's what kind of social media is now. So I was in there making friends and I just connect with people that also lived in the kind of Instagram creative world. And I met Michaela and she was one of my first beta testers way back before I even launched. We kept in touch and she's a you know top 50 blog in the world for Instagram. And so we connected over a lot of nerdy things. And complaining every time Instagram brought out something new, we're like, oh, it's always when I have a day off or someone's birthday and they launch something like Instagram shopping or something like that. So uh, I would just keep in touch with it every now and then and be like, so how's it going? So how's it going? Are we for a job? So, so. And it's like, <laughs> I just imagine her. And then she kind of dropped a couple of hints to me once that you know, she wasn't as excited about her business and wasn't sure her next step. And I was like, no, oh, I know this uh, this business that you talk about regularly that might need a marketing manager. And she legitimately got on a plane the next day, came down to Sydney from Brisbane, was like, I'm here, let's go. So for me, she was amazing, like complete no-brainer. And my husband on the other side, <laughs> completely different story. Although, I mean, I know we're talking about two of my team members. I actually have a team of 20 now. Yeah. So yeah, just acknowledging I have a, a bigger team and I love them all equally, but you did ask me about these two specifically. So <laughs> I did. I I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my husband was kind of the first year, he wasn't as supportive of, hey, babe, I'm just going to quit my job and build an app. Like, I don't think many people would be that supportive of that. Yes. And then he watched my mental health kind of crumble with how much work and customer support and managing a dev team and the, the hours are ridiculous because of my offshore team and most of our users are actually in America. So I would be up until three o'clock doing customer support. And anyway, so my mental health started to take a bit of a toll, the anxiety yeah. and a bit of panic attacks. And he wasn't that keen on that. Fair <laughs> um, enough. And he, yeah. And then I had the opportunity to move to Silicon Valley for three months uh, with a mentor, which was brilliant. Like best thing I've ever done for my business. And so I popped over there and he was still working a full-time job and he would come home and he started doing customer support every night so that I could learn the product. And he started to understand that my business was starting to take off and I really needed a bit of help. So he jumped in and he did customer support for the three months, which was just unbelievable. I'm very, very grateful. And when I got back, I then got invited to go back again and I popped back and he's like, but I want to come. And I'm like, well, do you have any annual leave? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, whose fault's that? <laughs> I just started dripping, you know, dripping like, I need you to have a think about the lifestyle that you want because for me, I want to, you know, grab my laptop and I want to go snorkeling in Belize or I want to scuba dive a, a shipwreck. Like, I want to do these things with my life, with my laptop, and that's the life I'm building for us. But I need to know what you need in your life. And he thought that he always wanted a corporate career. He loved his job, like, he literally loved his job. But when I started to be like, well, you know what, like, you can have all of this now. And then there was one day he came home and I, the app product had made more money in one week than he had in a month. And he went, Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so it's working then. I'm like, well, you don't have to support our rent anymore. Like I can support us now. Like things, things are going to be okay. And he's like, all right then. And then the next day he literally just walked into his job and resigned. So wow. it was very like, whoa, like it happened very quickly, but I think like a bit of seed planting along the way. And we have now an office in Bondi beach. We'll probably see less of each other because <laughs> we both work so much, but we just, we love it. And having, I have to admit having the same goal. Some people think that's crazy. Like, why would you hire your husband? That's insane. But we're both like, he's from a sales background. I'm from marketing. So they kind of fit really well. Yeah. He's great at people management. He is very calm. <laughs> so 
we complement each other really well. So I'm, I'm actually very happy from the team. Oh, amazing. I love that. And I do yeah. think, you know, it is a really interesting move because obviously, like you said, you just made the decision to create this app. It was going to be $100,000. You didn't have your job because you were not well. Like that is a lot for another human to take in. Like all of a sudden, like life is stable and now she's going kind of on a tangent, which we hadn't planned for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for him to be supportive of that. And I mean, even at times when I'm sure it was really hard and now for him to be in the business, that's just such an incredible story. Like I love it. Yeah, it's hilarious because when I said I was going to Silicon Valley, who's in bed, and I came home from a work at like a night event, I think I was learning, you know, how to how to create a business in America if I ever wanted to establish a Delaware company over there. And it was this whole thing on like tax and implications. Mm. And I was like, oh, I went out for champagne afterwards. And that's how I met my mentor who then invited me to Silicon Valley. So it was like literally 1 a.m. and I come home and I'm like, babe. <laughs> He's like, what? Go to sleep. I'm like, I'm going to go to Silicon Valley for three months. I got a book a visa and a flight and I'm going to go next week. And he's like, what? And I was like, I'm not kidding. He's like, okay. <laughs> Amazing. And that's, yeah, I mean, to have that flexibility, I think is hugely yeah. exciting. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I do, I do like the fact that no day is the same and I, he allows me to just be, well, not allows me, but no, I know. encourages my happiness. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so what's next for you? So I'm really excited. So right now the app is Android and Apple. Yes. And we are furiously, furiously working away on a web version. I cannot wait. I know, neither can I. Like I'm at a point where I need help with mine and I need my team. I'm such a desktop girl (laughs) and I have been waiting for you to go desktop for a while. I know. Bootstrap life, I'm sorry. I know, I know. So we had to had to get the app in a place where I could then hire a front-end developer and then hire a back-end developer and then freelancers and then the Amazon web service specialist. Like, so this is one of the things I was like, oh, yeah, hire a developer. Developers all do the same thing. Yeah. Um, no, you need a specialist with so many things. Like our website has completely blown up. We get over 600,000 unique visitors a month just to our website, which crashed our server. So now I have to have a DevOps team in Canada I have an Amazon web service specialist from Jamaica that's now in Canada. It's just, it's honestly, it's insane. That dead side of things, I just completely took for granted how hard it was. Amazing. For us is the pre-launch and launch of our web version. That is just so exciting. So when is it, when, can I ask, when is it due? It's going to be due when the kinks are out. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be ready when it's ready, Suzanne. That's the thing. So I think because we're a little bit reliant on Facebook, so we have built the platform. It's an alpha, which means my team are using it and we're internally testing it and making it all the UI UX. So it's different. So I've also had to learn UI UX along the way and I'm the product designer. So it's a bit slower there. So then we have the the front-end developer that puts it all together. So it takes the pretty designs and then makes it functionable. And then I get like, well, Christy, like someone wants to do a carousel, then what? what happens so you've got to do all this brainstorming and then the beta testing so right now we're in alpha we're about to launch into beta and we'll have a wait list out so soon where we're going to give away prizes to the first uh, thousand people who refer the most amount of people so i can give you that link at least yeah putting my hands up putting my hands yeah. up that's awesome yeah. yeah so we've got something really exciting so like the first the top people will, will win like it's for free for life so it's going to be really amazing yeah, yeah we're going to be super generous and and try and help as many people as possible 
That's so good. Now, like I said to you, I have changed the uh, podcast name to Brand Builders Lab and it's because that's how I feel all the time. Working with clients, building their brands, I'm like, some things work for some, some work for others. It's constantly a test. The digital marketing uh, and brand space in general is constantly changing. So my question to you is Mm -hmm. what have you learned about building a brand on a global scale and what are some of your maybe three, two or three top tips to other businesses who are really looking to do that? Well, firstly, congratulations. I think it's a great name. Uh, <laughs> it's been, I've been sitting on it for a while and I bought the domain a while ago and I'm like, <laughs> I really feel this, but yeah, awesome. Well, I think the lab, I think that leads into my first thing is like, it literally is experimentation. You have to test everything. So for example, in our blogs, we had a blue call to action for download the app. And then we're like, let's go crazy. And we made it bright orange and it worked better. So like br- orange isn't even in our brand color scheme, right? Yeah. But you just have to be able to experiment and be able to adapt. Um, one of the things that I do say strongly is like be consistent on all channels. So if you're going to change something, try and change it on all of them. Um, it, it is really important that people feel the same vibe. So your brand is what people say and feel about you after they've dealt with you. It's not usually in the interaction. So if you're consistent everywhere, then they'll have this beautiful memory at the end. Um, but one of the biggest key takeaways for me to sh- that I love to share is that being consistent doesn't mean you have to stay the same. Yes. So you're allowed to change voices. So, I mean, I'm about to, so in the, in the past we've been labeled as an Instagram scheduling tool and we're about to rebrand into an Instagram suite. So we're going to be moving all that language over. It's very, very subtle and everything around it will stay very, very similar, but that brand positioning will change. And I feel like give yourself permission to change, adapt and experiment. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think I did on an Insta post the other day, the evolution. I just think once again, the market changes. Um, we change as people. Mm-hmm. Um, the vision for our business might grow or just pivot. And I think that that is just so important to be okay with that change and not feel like, oh, I made the decision and now I've got to 100% stick with it like forever. No, so I think you're being human. You're allowed to change your mind. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. Okay. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. I'm so love this chat. I know that my community are going to love it as well. I think yeah, that there's so many lessons. And I think one of the biggest lessons is when you see an opportunity, just dive in and give it a go and do what you have to do to learn and figure out what it is you need to do. And if any of your community does use the product, uh, I'm, I'm one of those obsessive founders that loves feedback. <laughs> Send me feedback and come and find us on Instagram at, at plan that. So. <laughs> we will have all the links in the show notes and I will be uh, promoting this across the platforms as well. But yeah, if you want to find out more about plan, then head over to the website and to the app. And obviously, you know, if you need anything or give feedback to Christy, just, just shake it. Happy shake. Happy shaking. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me, Sue. Pleasure. Well, I loved that podcast episode. I had so much fun chatting with Christy um, and just found her journey through her business super interesting. And I have loved watching all the iterations and the different things and the journey that she's gone through. So make sure you head over to Plan That. That's with a double N, P-L-A-N-N, that on Instagram. Check them out. Make sure you check out the app. It is so great to be able to obviously 
schedule your Instagram feed and be able to see what it looks like. I cannot wait for the desktop version to come. But yeah, all of the links will be in the show notes. So head over there and check it out. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to follow me on all my other channels, then you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Suze Chadwick, that's S-U-Z Chadwick, or on Facebook at Suzanne Chadwick TCX. Now I'm doing Facebook Lives over on uh, Facebook as well. I am all about Insta Stories, absolutely addicted to it. So make sure that you go over there and engage. I'd love to say hi. And if you've got any questions or you've got anybody that you'd love to hear on the podcast, tell their story of how they've built their brand and all of the amazing things that they've done that have really worked for them, then make sure you hit me up on either of those channels, maybe in the DM and let me know. But until our next episode, have an amazing week and I'll see you super soon.